to three funny ladies that is joe joe bailey i almost said planback <laughs> that's joe planback who it's not that is susan trailer trailer i don't know trailer, <clears throat> trailer trash that's susan trailer trash that's susan jacobs and this is the show where two funny ladies talk about a third funny lady. Sure not. But like in a celebratory right way, not like, oh, who does she think she is? Like, look at that bitch eating crackers. <laughs> she thinks she's so funny. She thinks she's just so fucking funny. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm fine. Just mm-hmm. fine. Anything exciting happening? Uh, well, we had an outing this week. Oh, I have forgotten. I think, I think I blocked it from my mind. Yeah, it's. I understand that fully. Um, Why don't not, you uh, <laughs> go ahead? And yeah, we sort of have talked about it around each other, but not fully to each other. So on Sunday, Joe Planbeck, who is actually a person, uh, surprised us mm-hmm. with tickets to the national touring production of pretty woman the musical the musical and it was god awful it was so fucking bad it It was was it was bad god awful awful it was so bad that we left it intermission we sure did buddy didn't even sure didn't even so i was sitting there i'm like oh my god this is so bad like it's there's nothing like the songs weren't even uh, my kid could have written the songs i mean they were just nothing special nothing that stood out and i was sitting there i thought oh god uh and then intermission happened and i just looked at you and then you looked at brandy joe and said are you miserable? <laughs> he said, yes. <laughs> and we're like, really? <laughs> Should yeah, we the, leave? Mu- the music is just so generic. I mean, generic. Here's the thing. Like this is, and I've talked about this ad nauseum. This is what is wrong with the state of American musical theater. It's based on a movie that we don't need this show. But if you're going to do and and then they take this pre-existing property and then they pair it with an aging pop star. Yep. Uh and then have them write the score, quote unquote, and then boom, it's it's just a pro- a product. It's a it's a property. Right. It's a property. There's no passion to it. It's like, well, I guess we need to make this into a musical, so let's just get it done. Let me tell you something. I would watch Diana the musical compared to little to little women no <laughs> compared to pretty woman see pretty woman here's the thing here's the difference diana the musical you're just like what the fuck what this is so cheesy you can hate watch it you can have fun the songs actually have personality um the costume changes and some of the technical stuff is amazing and you can watch it and enjoy it and maybe not for the right reasons but at least there's, you want to see how this is going to, how is this going to end? How are they going to wrap this crap cake into a tiny little bow? With Pretty Woman, there is literally, you are just ambivalent. ambivalent. You just don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't care. Not a single speck for not one of the people in it. It's just terrible. And why, like, why Brian Adams? Like, he's so, like, the score is just really guitar-driven, which feels so wrong for something like Pretty Woman. Right. It's like, if you're going to do it, like, just pair it with someone who's, like, like a bubbly pop star who can write the score. Like, I right. feel like the music should be just fun and effervescent, like, if you're going to do it, and not, like, jangly guitars. Just the pairing does not make sense to me. If I remember correctly, and I mean, you know, it's very possible to them that I'm not, but if I remember correctly, I think that he had the score, like he must be a pretty woman, super fan or something. He had the score and he kept shopping it around and no one would take it. And then finally someone did, I think. Ah, uh, that's weird too. That's weird too, because like, okay, this is your passion project. 
And literally, I don't remember not a word from any of the songs. No, I told someone, I said, uh, there. I think there's a song called Rodeo Drive, but I couldn't tell you anything other than that. Oh, I, you know what? I do remember that scene because it was just models walking up. It, it, was just, and it, it, was, it was just lazy. And the woman who played Vivian, I don't know. Here's the thing. When I could like sit down and think about it, I thought, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that it was the direction. The directing was weird because she was not over the top as in like chewing the scenery or something, but like it was like a college student who got their first leading role and they were only a dancer previously. Well, I mean, the, the so-called book doesn't do her any, any help. It doesn't help her at all either. Sure. But then up against Adam Pascal, who's just like, listen, I'm getting paid. <laughs> I'm I was seeing in, the country. Uh, and I'm seeing the country and I was in rent and I don't look like Anthony Rapp. So I am here and you're going to love me just because of who I am. Like he's <laughs> and listen, oh, God, he's so nice to look at. And his voice is OK, but honestly, OK, his voice is obviously amazing. But all I can think of is like literally at one point I was like, well, maybe a curtain call, he'll sing some rent. <laughs> I don't know why he would do that. I don't know. One song, Corey. Right? Just sing it. show. But he looked put out to be there. And I'm probably just reading into it. I'm sure that he, I mean, obviously he does. He originated the role on, role on Broadway and then took the tour. So obviously he's having fun, but. He didn't, he didn't originate it on Broadway. Oh, he did not. No, I thought it was that Andy Carl. did. Oh. Who was, was married who? to Orfe, who played Kit at the same oh. time. Oh, nice little love story. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. But All right, uh, so then, fuck me. I, I, okay, well now I kind of have little to no respect because why are you doing a national <laughs> tour of this god awful fucking show? Because at first I was like, well, he originated the role. Maybe he just really has fun and blah 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 blah. blah. And that's what acting is, and you should just be having fun. Um. And but now that I know that he hasn't originated the role, well, I'm just. I don't know why he would put himself in that situation. Yeah. Maybe the pandemic did a number on him and girls got to eat, but I mean, I guess like I just, that scene, like obviously you don't want to step into Julia Roberts shoes ever. For sure. Especially with this role, but the scene where they go on their first date, I think when they meet that guy at the, at the club. Yes. And then she's just like, is a moron. Like, she's like, I'm just a dumb prostitute and I don't know anything about manners yeah, in public. That's literally, that's, that's the tone she has. She's like, I mean, she's just, yeah, she's dumb. Yeah. I'm going to put my purse between my legs and I'm going to be stupid. Yeah. Whereas Julia Roberts just wasn't, it was more nuanced than that. And maybe it was because it's the stage. I don't know. It's just, ah. and then the girl who played Kit had an amazing voice. Um, but I sort of got the feeling that she knew what she was in was garbage and she was trying to save the entire show with her endless riffs. Yes, and at one endless. point I literally rolled my eyes. She riffed another time and I was like, Oh, we got it. We understand. You are the best singer in this cast. We, 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 we are with you. You're not saving this show. If you don't just sing a straight lyric. I'm going to throw myself out of this balcony. <laughs> and then we have the bellhop who is inexplicably in every scene. Let's go shopping and bring the bellhop. <laughs> We're going shopping. Why are you taking my bellhop? I don't understand. This isn't part of the job. This did not happen in the movie. Also, the bellhop was obsessed with dancing. Yeah. Danced all the time. Just and those high-waisted trousers. High-waisted trousers. And I feel like, was it a woman? I don't think so. Not that it matters, but I I think I was just trying to entertain myself. So I spent most of the time going, <laughs> is that a woman or a man? They're playing a man, but it might be a woman because they're dead. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Why? The only um, the cast was diverse. The guy who played uh, Mr. Hollywood, basically the narrator of the show. They really expanded that part. Um, and he played multiple parts in the show, and that was cute. Yeah, I like um, that. I liked that. I liked that it was 
um, diverse a little bit, but that was literally it. Yeah, it's terrible. That was it. So, yeah, we did that. When you watch a show and it, and you say to yourself, well, at least they have black people. That's not, it's a low bar, first of all. <laughs> because you can't say that at Meadowbrook. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I think for the first time back to a large show like this, uh, it was obviously a disappointment, but what are you going to do? And I knew like when it was on Broadway, I just could not stop rolling my eyes at the whole concept of it. And then fell in love with the movie because of the show this past year. And so then was like, well, maybe because here's the thing, like, you know, I hate most of these shows. Um, but like, for some reason I love ghost the musical. Oh, okay. Okay. So I thought, well, maybe it will be like that. And like, and waitress waitress is different though, because like waitress, first of all, Sarah Brellis can do no wrong. She really cannot. She's fucking amazing. And Waitress was a movie that not a lot of people knew anyway. Unlike this and Ghost. Right. But I do like Waitress. But like all the other ones, not all the other ones, but most of the other ones are just garbage. And this is the king of the garbage. The king of the garbage. Or queen, I guess, depending. I, yeah, God, just, yeah. And Waitress is... Now, listen, I haven't, I've seen the movie, but I haven't seen it in a long, 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 long time. But I can't imagine that way. Like, the other problem is Pretty Woman, I feel like, and I don't have a lot to compare it to, um, because technically I haven't even seen Waitress. But Pretty Woman just tries to do the movie shot for shot Mm -hmm. while cramming some songs and dancing in there. Whereas Waitress is its own thing, I think. And the songs are fucking amazing and they're memorable and what have you. My biggest heartbreak is back to the future of the musical because yeah, that looks like another garbage one. It looks, it looks so bad. Yeah. It just looks so bad, but I do want to see it for the technical stuff. Yeah. That does look cool. But yeah, the music sounds horrible from so far. Real bad, real bad. So but I think I might have to see it. Listen, none. I don't think I've had one aside from uh, local theater. When I have seen a touring show, I don't think I've had one good experience. Oh boy. That's sad. I've never, I've never. So, you know, might as well keep it alive with, well, we'll have to change that. Waitress is actually coming back. Oh my God. I need to see it. I need to see it. So bad. I love it so much. <laughs> Um, so also we got an email, Suze. We do. Yeah, you have this it. is from a, a loyal listener. That's right. Uh, and I'm just gonna call it friend of the podcast. Fr- friend, friend. Uh, Rachel. And this is what she says. The subject is high again. She says, I keep, I'm assuming that she goes by she. That's what I'm going to say. Uh oh, sure. I keep hearing you ask for us to email you, so I figured I would reach out again, LOL. I swear I'm not a stalker. (laughs) We do not think that. (laughs) Two emails does not a stalker make. No, Uh, no, it really doesn't. My name is Rachel, and I wrote a review in 2020. I have to tell you, you made my day when you gave me a shout-out during the Miss Piggy episode. That feels like (laughs) it was 100 years ago. Yeah, right? I was minding my own business, getting ready for the day, and listening to this episode last year. When I heard my name, I was dumbfounded. I played it for my husband and a few family members, and we all got a big kick out of it. (laughs) My brother-in-law still asked me if I've heard from my friends in Detroit. That's sweet. Thanks for giving me a few seconds of fame. You definitely provided some much-needed humor during a very stressful time. I love how you guys keep it real. It's like listening to two friends. Looking forward to your next episode. Sincerely, (laughs) a loyal Illinois listener. That's so nice. Rachel, you are just the best. Stop it. And here's another shout out to Rachel H. I don't want to give your whole name because I don't know. Right. We don't know your story. Maybe you're in the witness protection program. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're on the lam. And I don't want to, exactly, I don't want to be responsible for getting you caught for something. (laughs) The FBI knocks on your door. We've been listening to this podcast. We've been listening to the number one (laughs) podcast in Korea. That's why we'd find you. But That's we why thank you. Up. Thank <laughs> you for listening. It's lovely, and we 
We do it for you. We do. All you wonderful people out there in the dark. I have a question for you because mm-hmm. I was too lazy. I could count. I could go to our website and count. Do you know what um, number episode we're on? We are on, this is number 68. Really? Yeah. Damn. All right. Why? Why damn? Well. You didn't, you didn't want to do that many to begin with? <laughs> God damn it. When we started this in my head, it was 40 and that's it. No, I, no, I, I thought it was more than that. And, oh, shoot. Well, that would, that would require more research and math that we have time for right now. But I want to decide who has the 100th episode. Ah, yeah, that's, that's a lot of math. That's a lot of math and a long time away. So fuck it. But I will say this because we also got news. We, and we haven't talked about this on the show, uh, from Brandy Joe Planbeck that we have achieved the 20,000 download <gasps> milestone. <gasps> so again, who knows? People are probably listening going, Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> um, it's only a matter of time till this is our prior source of income. <laughs> we don't even have a, we, there's no, nothing. there's nothing. <laughs> no. In fact, I pay six dollars a month for us to do this. Yeah, so there you are. There you are. Anything else? Now that we've just shit on Pretty Woman, <laughs> um, I don't. I can't think of anything else that is happening. Mm, no, I can't think of anything. No, Trying to think of any news I've heard or anything, but no. Nothing is springing to mind. We're still waiting on the little turd burglars verdict. Yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, I know that piece of shit. Um, Let's see. I spit into a tube and put it through the mail. Right, right. We did talk about that a couple weeks ago. Not spitting into a tube, but. (laughs) Right. Just for funsies. Got to wait six to eight weeks for that. Wow. That's such a long time. Yeah, and they actually said that it might be longer depending on demand. But I'm thinking, I'm hoping that it'll be on the quicker side because I did it before Christmas. Ah, uh, yes, that was very smart. So, um, we we shall see. We shall see it's what's happening. So interesting because it seems like we're just so used to in our world everything being instantaneous, right? But it's like, like in the crime shows. Like when they're waiting on DNA results or toxicology reports, it's always like, well, we'll know more when we get those reports back in 45 weeks. Right. It's right. like, what takes so long? Exactly. I mean, there's like, there's whole uh, foundations and stuff to end the backlog of like rape kits and stuff. I mean, it just takes forever. Yeah, it's but, so crazy. I mean, you have to also remember that DNA and all that kind of stuff. Uh, when it comes to tracing your DNA or crime scenes or whatever, is only, what, 30 years old, I want to say? Yeah, just about. I remember the OJ trial was where it really started to come in. That was 90. That trial, when was that trial? 95? Something like that. Because the whole uh, Bronco business was in 94 when she was killed, when when they were killed. Oh, since the first use of DNA in a 1986 criminal case. Hmm. Well, the first time I remember hearing about sure, DNA sure. was during OJ. I didn't say that it was the first time, okay? So I didn't Listen, say if that. If you could just stop spreading fucking misinformation, <laughs> that would be great. I think the first time they used DNA was in the Charles Lindbergh baby kidnapping case, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. And you know what's also the fact that there's a lot of cases that are being solved now because of the Ancestry.com, but also because whoever was doing uh, the crime scene investigation literally said, okay, DNA isn't a thing yet, but it will be. It's on its way. So I'm going to keep these samples. So That's so crazy. crazy. Yeah. So anyway, you can find out anything now. Well, you'll have to keep us informed. Oh, well, yes, obviously. As things progress. As they progress. Also, I did want to say, and this would have been a good segue a few minutes ago, if you would like to send us an email. (laughs) (laughs) If you would like us to test your DNA. (laughs) Please spit into a tube. (laughs) And send it to three funny ladies in Gmail. Yeah, just email it to us. Spit into a tube and email it to us. (laughs) 
it's easy. Send it as a t- save it on your desktop. Send it as a tab pen. It's not that hard. Don't bitch about it. Come on. What you just lick your screen and it gets yep. sent, and we'll it's get fun. it. Then we'll get it. Well, should we talk about our lady? Yeah, I've got. There's a lot, a lot of ground to cover again. All right. So our lady of the week is. J-Lo herself, Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Now, what is your first memory of Jenny from the block? Fly girl. Yeah? Yeah. I think probably, I mean, I, I did watch, of course, In Living Color, because everybody did back in the day. Right. But I think probably Selena would have been my first mm-hmm. time of her mm-hmm. really registering on my radar. Sure, sure, sure. Um, which is also interesting because I'm going to tell you this. Today on the radio, I heard Selena. <gasps> and I also heard Mark Anthony. That's weird. Conjured it again. That's so. I wish we could conjure. Like, let's talk about money. Let's, let's have talk about a money. The <laughs> let's have a money podcast and let's talk about it so we can manifest some of that shit into our lives. So, Jennifer Lynn Lopez. Was born on July 24th. Now, this is something we're, we need to talk about this. She was okay. born on July 24th, 1969 in New no. York City. No. She was raised in the Bronx. She is 52 years old. Now That is fucking crazy. One of the movies that we're going to talk about a little bit later, she filmed when she was 50. It's your film. And she, it's because, and this was a meme that was going around also, same age that Rue McClanahan was when she started filming The Golden Girls. Isn't that fucking nuts? So fucking crazy. Fucking nuts. She is, it is. She, yeah, we'll talk more about that. Uh, She is regarded as the most influential Latin performer in North America. As of 2017, she has sold more than 70 million records, and her films have grossed a cumulative total of $3.1 billion. Mm -hmm. She remains the only female entertainer to have a number one album and film simultaneously in the United States. Her parents, David Lopez and Guadalupe Rodriguez, Mm. were both born in Puerto Rico, and they both both moved to the mainland of the U.S. when they were children, separately, not together. After serving in the Army, David worked as a computer technician, and Guadalupe was a homemaker for the first 10 years of Jenny's life, and then later sold Tupperware, which is adorable. And then she uh, became a kindergarten teacher and a gym teacher. Uh, Jennifer's parents divorced in the 1990s after 33 years of marriage. Wow. I know. Uh, she has an older sister, Leslie, and a younger sister, Linda. Hmm. And the three of them shared a bedroom when they were growing up. She, uh, Jenny has described her upbringing as strict. She was raised Catholic, mm. went to Mass every Sunday, and also went to Catholic school. Okay. When she was in school, she ran track on a national level and then participated in gymnastics and was a member of the softball team. She danced in school musicals and then also played a lead role in the high school production of Godspell. Oh. When she was growing up, her sisters and she were encouraged to sing and dance and create their own plays for family events. West Side Story was a particularly large impression on the young Jennifer Lopez. She wanted to be an entertainer from an early age. And when she was five, she started taking dance lessons at the Ballet Hispanico on the Upper Mm -hmm. West Side. Mm -hmm. As a teenager, she learned flamenco, jazz, and ballet. And um, she ended up teaching some of the younger students um, at that dance club, uh, including Carrie Washington. Oh, wow. I know. Um, After graduating from high school, she attended Baruch College for one semester, but she hated that. Uh, I watched her episode of Inside the Actor's Studio, uh, and she talks to James Lipton about that. Uh, When she was 18, she enrolled full-time at the Phil Black Dance Studio in Manhattan. And her parents were unhappy with her decision to leave college and pursue a career in entertainment. Her mother, because of that, asked her to move out of the house. 
Oh, come on, Mom. They stopped speaking for eight months. Oh, my God. That is ridiculous. So she moved to Manhattan. She ended up sleeping in the dance studio's office for the first few months after moving out. Uh, And then she ultimately moved to Los Angeles when she got cast in In Living Color. She was in nearly a decade-long relationship with David Cruz, who was her high school boyfriend. Uh, She ended up marrying a Cuban waiter named Ohani Noah. They were married from February 1997 to January 1998, so not quite a year. Uh, In subsequent court cases, he was prevented from publishing a book about their marriage and from using private honeymoon footage of them in a documentary. Right, scumbag? Scumbag. Yeah, I bet her... Oh, I'm not going to shit talk her mother. It's her mother passed. Um, No. Oh, well, I bet her mother uh, likes the decision she made now. Probably asked yeah. for money, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, after that, she was in an on-again, off-again relationship with Sean Combs, who was then known as Puff Daddy. Oh, my God. I forgot about I that. I had totally forgotten about that, too. And on the night of December 27th, 1999, they were both arrested <gasps> and charged with criminal possession of a weapon and possession of stolen property after leaving the scene of a shooting at a Times Square nightclub. What in the actual fuck? Charges against her were dropped within an hour. And uh, Sean Combs was acquitted of all charges at trial in early 2001, after which uh, they broke up. She later <laughs> said that she, she like, had See ya. cared very much for him. Um, but their crazy, tumultuous relationship was something that I knew would end, she said. Then she married Chris Judd, her former backup dancer. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Uh, they were married from September 2001 to June 2002. Oh, my God. So that was a relationship for the ages. <laughs> and then after divorcing him, she was in a relationship with Ben Affleck. With Ben Affleck. Now, here's the thing. You asked me last week if yeah. I thought it was a publicity stunt that they're back together. Right. And I've changed my mind. Okay. It feels to me like they really are because they, I think just from this, the stuff that I've read this week, I feel like they really were in love. They met on the, on the set of Geely or Jiggly Mm -hmm. as I call it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, he took out two ads, uh, one in the Hollywood reporter and one in variety full page ads, just exclaiming his admiration for her, how great she was to work with, how beautiful she is. And then they started dating. And then their relationship just blew up. And this was really like the first time, if you remember this as well, that the paparazzi was so invested in a relationship to this level. Right. I mean, we got the whole Benefer, um, Mm -hmm. Portmanteau came out of that. And Vanity Fair described it as the first of that sort of tabloid branding. And I think, and they became engaged in November 2002, um, but their wedding was postponed within four days of it happening because of excessive media attention. And then they ended up ending their engagement in January 2004. She said years later that the media scrutiny was one reason for their split and described it as her first real heartbreak. Um, she said, I think at a different time, um, who knows what could have happened. <gasps> right? <sighs> so I really feel like they've really just been in love this whole time. I Shortly mean, I, feel at- da- I oh. feel bad for Jennifer Garner, though. Although she's yeah. doing just fine. She's okay with that, but. She really is. Yeah. And probably, probably better for her. Oh, for sure. In because I think that she not, I, and this isn't a diss on Jennifer Lopez um, because they do have a history. So that changes it. But I just think Jennifer Garner is too good for Ben Affleck. I agree with that. I just think she's too, they just are different. They're just so different. Yeah. I agree with that. 100%. So after her relationship with Ben Affleck ended, she married Mark Anthony. They were married for seven years. Well, for her, that is a time. I didn't know. I didn't remember it being that long. Um, Their wedding took place five months after the end of her relationship with Ben Affleck. And she later described it as, quote, a Band-Aid on the cut. 
end quote. I mean, recalled, she wore that right, Band-Aid for a long time. She sure did. She sure did. Uh, she gave birth to fraternal twins, Maximilian and Emmy, uh, in February 2008. People Magazine paid them $6 million. Oh, my God. For the first photographs of the twins. Uh, the couple announced their separation in July 2011, and uh, she retained primary physical custody of the twins. After that, she had an on-again, off-again relationship with another backup dancer named Casper Smart, if you remember okay. that. He was much younger than she, uh, from October 2011 to August 2016. Then she dated New York Yankees baseball player Alex Rodriguez, or A-Rod, and J-Lo, uh, until early this year. And then... They became engaged in March 2019, but postponed their wedding twice due to the pandemic. And then they ended up breaking up. And they announced the end of their relationship in April of this year. That same month, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck were reported to be dating again. And she publicly confirmed their rekindled relationship in July of this year. They had remained in contact in the years after their breakup and spoke positively of each other to the press <laughs> in the intervening years. She is an avid supporter of LGBT rights. She has raised millions of dollars for HIV and AIDS research. In June 2013, Amfar presented her with its humanitarian award for her philanthropic work. Uh, September of 2013, she was awarded the Ally for Equality Award presented by the Human Rights Campaign. Uh, the following year, in 2014, she received the GLAAD Vanguard Award. And in 2016, she released a single entitled Love Makes the World Go Round uh, in collaboration with Lin-Manuel Miranda, which was a benefit for victims of the Orlando nightclub shooting. Oh, yeah. And that, in a painfully large nutshell, is a little bit about Jennifer Lynn Lopez. You know, I think they're meant to be. I do too. And I'm, I'm actually, yeah, I'm happy that they've found their way back to each other. And when I say that Jennifer Garner is too good for him, it's not that JLo isn't on the same level as Jennifer Garner. I just feel like, I just feel like him and Jen are meant to be. And yes. that Jennifer Garner just deserves someone who isn't meant to be with somebody else. You yes. Know? And I think I agree with you. I feel like in my mind, Jennifer Garner is for whatever reason, just sort of out of his league. Like she feels classier than he does. Yeah. Yes. yes. And it's not that Jennifer Lopez is not classy, but I feel you on that 100%. It, they're just very, very different. And yes. it's a different kind of classy and it's a different kind of. Yes. And, and I think that Jennifer Garner and him did love each other very much, but yes. I think that it was just, yeah, he was meant to be with somebody else and she, she they're just different playing fields. Yep. One hundred percent. And it's kind of like when you're meant to be with someone, it kind of doesn't matter if you're in the same league or not. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, totally. It does. So I I, fit, I I guess it's when you saw Ben with Jennifer Garner, I think he knew that she was too good for him. And he, you could see it in his face. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Well, I just love Jennifer Garner. But anyway. I do um, too. And I like, it's, I would sometimes be like, she's just like from Felicity and she's married to Ben Affleck. Uh, I mean, yeah. of course she's much, she's much more than that now. She's much a big more, movie star, but. but yeah. Um, let's see here. Let's get in to our, uh, filmography. Um, we're not doing music. We're just doing filmography. Um, because that would just, you know, um, she was in her first movie in 1986, a little thing called my little girl starring, um, uh, James Earl Jones and Mary Stuart Masterson. Oh, goodness. Right? Uh, 1986 sounds so fucking long ago. I know, because it was. I mean, 
I mean, it was, yeah. Okay. Uh, then she was in, in 1993, she was in a made for television drama starring <laughs> Lindsay Wagner and Robert Loja. Oh God. Uh, right. Um, let's see. Is money train her biggest thing? Uh, when she started out was in 1995. It was Money Train with Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. She was in, obviously, her breakout role was Selena in 1997. And she really does look just like her. She really does. She really, really does. Um, have you seen that movie? I have. And it's just so fucking sad. And, yeah, it just ugh. really is. She followed that up with Anaconda. Yeah, nope. So that's, you know, uh, then she was in U-Turn with Sean Penn. She was in Out of Sight with George Clooney. Have you seen that movie? Yes. Have you? I feel like I have, but I just don't remember it. It is so good. Really? Oh, my God. It is so good. Yes. The two of them together are magical. Really? Yeah. It's If you haven't or if you're unsure... Check it out. In fact, I almost watched it again this week. I just ran out of time. I almost picked it. It's but for some reason, so I had a memory of it being panned. Mm-mm. Nope. So good. Okay. Um. All right. She did her uh, first uh, voice role in Ants. 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 You got to say it like that. Now, <laughs> I, now this, uh, 2000, The Cell. It's a oh, psychological horror film um with vince vaughn and vincent d'onofrio i've never seen it but i for some reason really remember the commercials for it Mm. i don't don't know why um i almost watched that too uh then she started her foray into the uh romantic comedies in 2001 she did uh the wedding planner and then angel eyes uh, then in 2002, she did Enough, uh, which I did watch this week. I thought I was going to pick that. Have you seen Enough? It's with, um, what's the dude? William the Campbell. The dude is, what'd you say? Was it William Campbell? Yes. Yes. I have not seen it. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's weird. Uh, then Made in Manhattan with uh, Ray Fiennes at the peak of... Uh, the Ray Fiennes Renaissance. Um, <laughs> the Fiennes is su- nope. Okay, I abandoned that. That was terrible. Uh, then she did the Gili and Jersey Girl, followed by uh, Shall We Dance? That is a remake of a Japanese film. Uh, then Monster in Law. Um, and she was in What to Expect When You're Expecting. She did her next voice role in Ice Age Continental Drift. Um, and in 2014, she was in The Boy Next Door. Uh, she did more Ice Age work, collision, collision course. Um, Hustlers probably, I mean, listen, I haven't seen all of her films, so I don't fucking know, but probably her best film. Or maybe her biggest, maybe, Hustlers. Mm. Uh, (laughs) And she has um, two films in prose production, Marry Me and Shotgun Wedding. Let's see what Marry Me is about. What does it say? An upcoming romantic comedy um, film starring Kat Coro. Okay. And it has Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. Mm. Interesting. Uh, and then Shotgun Wedding uh, stars Jennifer Lopez and Josh Duhamel. Mm. And then she's currently filming something called The Mother. Um, and it stars, oh, Joseph Fines. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Um, and that doesn't have a release date. It's TBA. But she did get her um, television start in, in Living Color as a fly girl um she's done stints on how i met your mother will and grace she's hosted saturday night live um do let's see she is um or she was a judge on american idol um she was a judge on world of dance uh and i mean she's just she's just done it all 
She's just Did doing so you much. see her Super Bowl halftime show with Shakira? Yes, I did. Oh my God. Uh fucking amazing. And I love Shakira too. And just watching them together, I'm like, because Shakira's 40 something. Yeah. And it's like, really, can you not? Like, listen, I didn't look like that at 20, <laughs> but if you could not, okay, just, please just stop. It's too much. It's just too much. Um, just, I mean, she. I know it's gross to, to always talk about how gorgeous a woman is, but I'm sorry, especially for her age. It needs to be celebrated. It does. It really does. She it is, really it, does because it's hard work. I mean, yeah, it's genetics too, but you know, she works hard. She sure does. Yeah. I just really admire the hell out of her. Yeah. Um, she is a, she hustles, man. And she is one of these women who I think gets more beautiful the older that she gets. For sure. Yeah. I can see that. As evidence by our movies that we watched. What did you watch? Well, I cheated and I picked two. Right. Right, 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 right. Because initially we both sort of, well, one of, well, we'll get to it, but both of ours initially were sort of dramatical pieces. Correct. And I really wanted to explore because I haven't really seen a lot of her older Mm -hmm, mm rom-coms so i wanted to inject one of those in there so um we did made in manhattan which i had never seen i have seen it before i did not finish it this week but it has that trope that i hate the misunderstanding oh (laughs) i just loved it and i loved i loved that whole thing of how they met when she was trying on those clothes. Natasha Richardson, so great. Oh. Amy Sedaris is so funny. She's in like two scenes, but she's so funny. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought she's just so charming. And I was like, it's so weird that Ray Fiennes is in this movie. Right? Like, it just doesn't seem like a Ray Fiennes type it of thing. It really doesn't. I'm wondering if he had, I mean, maybe he just wanted to meet her, honestly. Yeah, maybe he lost a bet. <laughs> And Stanley Tucci is so angry. Yeah. But I just thought it was great. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, it was based on a story by John Hughes, who was originally supposed to direct it. Aww. Starring Hilary Swank, which is oh. interesting. And then ABC announced in August 2008 that it was going to be adapting it into a TV show uh, with her producing. And then that just sort of... Slipped Didn't away happen. into the night. Yeah. No well, one knows that's what good because that sounds fucking terrible. Yeah. I don't know how you would really do that. And then her son was played by Tyler Posey of TV's Teen Wolf. Oh, wow. So that's crazy. Um, but my main choice uh, and the reason really the main reason why I wanted to pick Jennifer Lopez was that we could talk about the cinematic brilliance of The Boy Next Door. The Boy Next Door. Door directed by Rob Cohen, opened January 23rd, 2015. Oh my god, this movie has it all. It is everything. It really is. So she plays this teacher, teaches high school, she teaches the classics, and they say it like 75,000 times. I teach the classics, and it would kind of, it was like. it kind of felt like we know she's beautiful, but she's also smart. And it's like, yeah, I don't doubt that she could be yeah. smart. You do not have to hammer it home for me. Like, you know why? You know how you know she's smart? Because she wears glasses. Because she wears <laughs> and sometimes her hair's in a bun. Like, <laughs> but she's divorced from John Corbett, which we see Ugh. in the opening, the right from the smack start. We get that montage of the breakup, which is hysterical while she's jogging. She has a son who is just a little nerdy, gets picked on. He's got oh. asthma. And don't uh, they all? Yep. <laughs> and then the hunky Lothario moves in next door, Ooh. who we are told has failed a lot of grades. So he is not a minor. Uh, right. So, Right. Yeah, so still unethical, but like totally, but not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the line right there. It's, yes, it's not a Mary Kay Letourneau situation, <laughs> right? I'm so she, that. of course, ends up fucking him because <laughs> uh, he is superbly hot. 
sure. And I like that kind of thing. I don't really don't. <laughs> but yeah, I don't like that. Um, that uh, this is mean. That himbo sort of. Yeah, I don't. I don't go for that. Ryan Gooseman. And uh, then he becomes obsessed, and then it all goes downhill from there. It all goes um, to hell in a handbasket. It is such a brilliant film <laughs> if, for all of the wrong reasons. Oh I my God. could watch this, and I do watch it anytime it's on, whatever station it's on. It's like Step Brothers. I will oh watch it God. edited. I will watch it unedited. I will watch it if there's 10 minutes left. This movie has it all for joe bailey Kristen chenoweth come on as the best friend okay, we need the to talk uptight need, best friend we need to talk about <laughs> Kristen chenoweth we just need to discuss her for just a minute no thank you ma'am you don't need to be you're going the way of james corden for me okay oh stop wow. it you know what it is it's just uh, yeah and I felt bad for her being next to Jennifer Lopez because I was like, Ugh. she's tiny. You just put her in your pocket. You just put her in your pocket and feed her. I don't know what you feed her, but Ooh. Um, <laughs> collagen. I don't know. God, I am such a bitch. Why does anyone listen to this? <laughs> if you knew what I look like, you'd be like, what? Um, yeah, no, I can't. But I will say I did like her loyalty. Even though she was the vice principal. Yeah, which again, she doesn't let you forget it. And it's like no, right? she's not even the principal. She's the fucking vice she's principal. The vice, she's the vice principal. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm the vice principal. So yeah, so what? So what? They gave you a copy of the master key. Like You're that, the like, second in charge. You are the second in charge. <laughs> no one like if you're not there, it's not a big deal. It's just not a big deal. It's if you're not like a big out deal. shopping at Chica's or Chico's or whatever, Chico's. <laughs> like no Ross one cares. Dress for less. Right, like they're like, oh, hmm, there she is. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> uh, but she did. She did really come through. She was loyal, so she did have that going for her. She did. She did. It's one of those friendships where you just are like, they would never be friends. That was the other thing too. So here, okay. So here's <laughs> the, the thing where I could not suspend my disbelief. Two things. They, they were only friends because they worked together. Exactly. And because yes. Jennifer Lopez is probably, other women are probably intimidated by her. And so they don't befriend her. And so she has to be friends with the weird vice principal uh, who's a little too tiny and whose <laughs> voice sounds like a mouse. And, you know, Jennifer Lopez is like, oh, Christ. Okay. <laughs> uh, sort of. We're in the same age bracket, I guess. I'll give, maybe she can, I can make extra copies without getting in trouble, I guess. Okay. Um, also, her being married to John Corbett, no, no, no. Why do you say that? I don't know. Well, first of all, John Corbett is, is he, I don't know. I have burnout from him because his voice is in every fucking commercial you will ever hear in your life. Now. Is it hypocritical of me? Yes, because I love Shaquille O'Neal for the same reason, because Shaquille O'Neal will sell anything. Sure will. And, and he's like, it's a fucking paycheck, my dudes. And I can go into the mall and buy some dude's engagement ring for his wife, and now he doesn't have to worry about it. So, And that's why I love him. But I hate John Corbett for the same reason. Like, you don't need to shill for Chili's and Cola Guard and whatever else you do. Like, you know... And I hated him on Sex in the City. Listen, I just don't like him. And I just don't think Jennifer Jennifer Lopez would go for him. Sorry. I just don't think it would happen. Because well, she seems like so smart and, and just fiery. And he's just like, <laughs> I don't know. He's just some white dude. I don't like white dudes. I uh, loved. My, so my favorite scene is when she gets to the school the kids are all waiting outside. She goes in and he has somehow miraculously hooked up her printer with an endless amount of paper, apparently. Uh, endless, to, endless. To print all of those pictures, taking the time to string them all up in the yep. classroom, yep. make uh -huh. streamers out of them, yep. put, put them, them all over the over floor. The floor. Like, imagine <laughs> Regina George when she's at the top of the steps and she just throws the, the 
copies of the burn book. This is what we're dealing with. And also, everybody knows that school printers do not have that much ink. There is no, no. way it didn't. And no. they're just black and white. And they're mostly black, right? Yes. Like, there is no way. No you would get way. through like five and then be done. Yeah. Give me a break. Love it. And then the other unbelievable thing is that she cleans them all up. Yeah. In, in like time. 30 seconds. Yeah. No way. Like the whole time I was at the edge of my seat, knowing full well, she's going to clean it up because it's not, you know, uh, the movie isn't brain science and knowing that she, and I'm like, how is she going to do it? Just how is she going to do it? And she, she does it. Scoops them all up and throws them under her desk. Right. And like someone's going to find them. Did she take them at the end of the day? And then the right? actual principal, listen, the actual principal does not go for her shit. No. Why are they no in the hall? Shit. He takes no shit. Why are they in the hall? Bitch, have you ever been late? Get off my dick. Do you know who my best friend is? The vice principal. <laughs> Basically, your personal assistant. I also like when he paints on the wall the bathroom wall i fucked claire peterson in huge letters and whatever happened with that whatever happened with that no one witnessed this yeah no one says hey did you see what's painted all over the bathroom wall she's the first one in there she's the first one in no one's on no one knows her name oh it's so great is it just such a common occurrence that people are like oh all right like what yeah that was another one Woo. And he just goes ape shit as most stalkers do, unfortunately. And he just starts killing. Yeah. It's so great. I <laughs> love this movie so much. I mean, it's not a great movie. Please listen. Listen to me. It's not listen, great. We can love movies that we know that intellectually we know are garbage. Yes. And that is this. This is a garbage film that I eat with a spoon. It's just, just delicious. So adorable. It's delicious garbage. It is delicious garbage. It was shot in 25 days. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine my shock. <laughs> on a budget of $4 million. I thought you were going to say 400 On $400. Three of those going to Miss Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> she brought some of her own clothes uh, as costumes to help cut down the cost. So this is interesting. So the movie's low budget did not allow for the traffic accident to be filmed with the John Corbett and his son. Um, But the director, Rob Cohen thought it was vital to show the entire accident. So he called in some favors from some people that he had worked with on the fast and the furious who gave him a discount so he could shoot the scene. However, this caused him to run out of budget for the film's climax And after test screening of a rough cut, he felt that she should, this is a spoiler, so if you don't want to hear this, just jump ahead a few seconds. But he really felt that she should stab him in the eye at the end. Um, But the producer, Jason Blum from Blumhouse, um, has this rule where the director has to stick to the intended budget, and he refused to pay for reshots or reshoots. So Rob Cohen went to Universal and asked them for the additional $300,000. Wow. uh, Which they gave him. And he spent the money reshooting uh, some of the love scenes, which were steamy. Steamy, steamy. And then the climax, and that included building a fake head of Ryan Gooseman, which reportedly cost $24,000 to make. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So... So that's the boy next door, unintentionally oh hilarious. So it fits into the three funny ladies trope. Right, right, but right. It's also it's a rental that's not currently streaming anywhere. But if you Lifetime plays it a lot, um, as they should. I would recommend watching it unedited, though. Um, it really deserves the R rating. Um, and I just kept thinking, like, what if you're this young Ryan Gutzman who? nobody knows from Jack. And then you come into this job and you have to like get so intimate with Jennifer Lopez, right? put your hand down her pantaloons and everything. Right. right. It just seems like it would be so weird. What'd you do at work today? <laughs> oh, oh, I just I fucked fin- Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I finger blasted Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I'm sorry. You what? <laughs> Not at the dinner table, Ryan. Mom, you asked how my day was. So oh, what was your God. pick for the week? Um, well, I went back and forth. I was going to do enough. And then I was like, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
that was terrible. Um, and so I decided because it got such critical acclaim, I decided to watch Hustlers. 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 It's a 2019 American crime comedy drama film written and directed by Lorraine Scafaria. Uh, based on the New York Magazine's 2015 article, The Hustlers at Scores by Jessica Pressler. Um, it stars Constant Wu, Jennifer Lopez, Julia Stiles, Kiki Palmer, Lily Reinert, Lizzo, which I did not know, and I love her so much, and Cardi B. It follows a crew of New York City strippers who begin to steal money by drugging stock traders and CEOs who visit their club, then running up their credit cards. Lopez also served as a producer on the film uh, alongside Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. It premiered uh, September 7th, 2019 at the Toronto International Film Festival. Mm. Um, What did you think of the film? I like this movie. Okay. But like oftentimes with sort of financial crimes like this movie depicts, Uh I did not understand how they were getting money from the credit cards. So, yeah, from the regular credit cards, I don't know, but there was, they were taking debit cards and getting their pins and they were actually taking it out of the bank. The other credit cards, I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't understand that. But I thought, oh, go ahead. No, because originally they were um, connected to the club that they worked at and so they would bring in clients and then the club would split um profits with them based on a percentage based on however much the men spent while in the club and then they decided they didn't need that club anymore so they left so once they left i don't know how they got that credit card money but yeah i couldn't figure that out or it didn't make that didn't make sense to me but um i love constance Wu. i thought she was great right um and just that the first time we see jennifer lopez she's stripping Mm mm-hmm and just uh, Jesus Christ, you are fifty years old. It's pristine. It's disturbing. It's it's a little unfair. Makes me sort of angry. Um, she got that ass that won't quit. It will not quit. We've <laughs> asked it to quit, and it has said no. It will not. It will not. Um, and Constance Wu, I, I loved the entire cast. I loved Cardi B in it. Yeah, I thought she was um, great. Uh, well, I can't say the same for Julia Stiles, but well, Julia um, Stiles is um, what is it about her? I don't. It just always seems like she has a stick up her butt. <laughs> yeah, it seems like she's just smelled something that's not quite the most disgusting thing she's ever smelled, but it's gross, and she's trying to place what it is. <laughs> yeah, I think that's apt. <laughs> it's just like because when i saw her i was like ah <laughs> yeah same same i forgot i'm like oh god right i forgot oh god, why are you here <laughs> <laughs> and i loved their i loved all their characters i loved that lizzo was a stripper i loved it with her float with a with uh, well of course <laughs> play your strengths um and so they they are strippers at this club and then the financial crisis of the early 2000s hit so they're not getting um you know the people in that they used to get in so they decide to recruit essentially um and long story short spoiler they get caught they get caught but really it's about all their friendships which i thought were actually really beautiful yeah i agree i loved i mean well i loved after they got all that money i loved JLo's apartment was oh my god and then they had that christmas celebration there which I yeah know. i agree with you it was super nice like i just love how they were all and i really like the whole sequence when they all get when they all get busted at the end um just how it all happened mm-hmm. um i really also liked that scene where constance Wu gets her daughter and takes her to school when she's like still bloody there's mm-hmm. that guy who jumped off the house or whatever mm-hmm. and then everyone at the school is like what wha- what but yeah i agree i think that i just like i was just thinking about when lily reinhardt was in her apartment she just got that text that said run mm-hmm. um but yeah i i agree i i for some reason i like when movies are based on magazine articles i don't know why um, it's a very it's- specific 
It is. Like, and I can't even think of another one right now. Um, but I don't know. It's fascinating to me. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's, especially for being based on a magazine article, I think it's done really nicely. I think this, the screenplay is fleshed out really nicely. Mm-hmm. It gives all of the women really distinct characters. Oh, yes. And a lot to play with when women normally don't get that mm-hmm. luxury. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, they just girl bossed too close to the sun. They what? They girl bossed oh. too close to the sun. Yes, yes, you're right. Um, and also the fact that none of them. Now they start to get a conscience, you know, when people when guys are being victimized, and you know, people are losing their jobs and their whole savings are gone, and and things of that nature. As for being strippers, none of them are ashamed. They take pride in their work. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it's just, it sounds weird, but it was just nice that like they're all close and there was none of that stereotypical thing that you see with strippers in movies where, oh, there's backstabbing and, you know. Right. Or I was molested by my stepfather. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it's just, they're just, this is a skill set. I make a fuck ton of money. Why should I be ashamed? Yeah. Um, yeah, and they knew how to work the system. I mean, prior to going into a life of crime. Right. And like, because Constance Wu, they strike up the friendship because she goes to Jennifer Lopez. Because when Jennifer Lopez first comes out and she's dancing, the amount of money on this stage. <laughs> and all I could think was, grab it, grab it. Don't leave any. The queen's set up for you. Do they take a cut? How will you know? Um, and so Constance Wu basically goes to her like, you know, how do you do that? So they just, they want to better themselves in their own, I'm going to say careers. And it's just, and it's, it's about the friendships. And even when they get caught, um, you know, I, I just, I, I just really liked it. I would like to see, um, if they, because they did have a falling out, they weren't speaking, if um, their characters did become friends again, because I would mm-hmm. like that very much. And Mercedes Rule was in it. I know. Holy crap! As the and I love that idea too of a house mom. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I really liked it. I don't know if I would ever watch it again. Mm-hmm. But I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, boy next door, you can because you can watch that watching while you're watching tiktok while you're doing whatever it's really it's you know it's a cozy saturday night hey nothing else is on let's do this type of movie yeah and uh hustlers is not that way you got to pay attention to hustlers you got to pay attention to hustlers there's there's uh art is being crafted um acting is being done uh, and so, yeah, you got to watch that. And so if you've got the attention span as I do, I probably won't be watching it again. Um, but I liked it. And I believe it's on Netflix. It's not. It's not. I had to watch it on the super secret. So it's probably a rental then. Um, uh, so, but yeah, I watch both of these movies very different. Um, but you know, Miss JLo is a good, and starting to watch Made in Manhattan, I didn't finish it, but she is a good little actress. She really is. She really, yeah, really, she, really is. She's got the goods. She really does. Yeah. You always, you always root for her. You really do. Yep. Even if she's the quote unquote bad guy. Yep. Yep. And that's the sign of a good actor. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. Like her. Like her yep. a lot. Yep. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) The end. So, oh, you have a wee pod. I do. Next, yes. Do we know what we're doing? Do we want to tell the folks? We do. I do. Yes. Okay. So we're heading into another um, tech week for us and uh, also the holiday. So we're Mm, just going to dip into a stand-up special. Okay. Uh, And we're going to watch Ali Wong. Oh, I've been wanting to watch it. We're going to watch Baby Cobra, which is on the Netflix. Her stuff. Perfect. So that will be next week. The Wee Pod, Ali Wong. And and that wraps up our J-Lo episode. Yeah. Go watch those movies. Yeah. We had a good week. 
We did. It was a great week. Yeah. Um, well, we love you. Write us at uh three funny ladies at Gmail. Or you can follow us on the Insta, Three Funny Ladies Podcast. Um, for whatever that good does you when it's my turn to do the Instagram <laughs> post. And I just said fuck it this week because it's Thursday <clears> and <throat> I was supposed to do it Monday and I can't remember to save my goddamn life. You know, Brandy Joe used to do it, but he's got a lot of stuff going on. So he was like, you guys do your own. And well, it's just been downhill since there on my weeks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's we'll my, back. but you we'll can follow us there. You'll see, you'll see stuff. Yeah. I have to set alarms and crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Okay. Oh, oh what? Yeah, it uh, it will. You will. You out there in the listening world will have experienced Thanksgiving by the time we're back. So happy Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. And there was something else that I feel like I was going to tell you that was off topic and I'm never going to remember again. So see you guys later. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye.